0: Hey, let's start with something special right here, man. Let's go.
1: Number one fantasy player right here. Got past the line. Shut up. Know the rules. I just want to say this to you. Right now, I'm the game. I know. Welcome in to the PAT Fantasy Football Podcast. You are hearing a different voice to start the episode. This is your... Co-host Sam Hoppin, joined by Andrew Mackins and our producer Garnther What is up? I don't want to be here right now.
0: <laughs> Why not? Because <laughs> I had like eight fucking leagues, and only two of them had a guy that with like 30 plus points on oh, a lineup. woe is me. So, woe is me. I had Will Fuller in two leagues, and one of those leagues I didn't even win.
1: So, I'm just... It was not a great week for me. Oh, what a, <laughs> it was such a poor thing, you and every other fantasy owner that lost this week. Yeah, in multiple. Fifth, the other fifty percent of America. Yeah, really. Uh, but we're not here for you. We're here for the listeners to try and give you guys some good advice and help you win, unlike Andrew because Andrew's <laughs> team sucks. Yeah, um, I need help,
0: Sam. Help me, please.
1: So as always, gonna start off with our kickoff question. Do our no Players <laughs> of the Week, which coincidentally uh, does deliver now, which is news to wait, wait, me okay. and you. So I looked this up after our producer Garnther
0: showed this to us. Um, nickname, by the way, because we only brought this up to you. It's, it, from henceforth, it's Garnther Minshew, too. <laughs> <laughs> But, but, but anyway, DiGiorno is doing this campaign of like we're gonna deliver free pizzas for like five days in five cities or something like that. So they will be not delivering very soon. Oh, well, it's like, it's like National Pizza Month, October or something like that. Great, great time to eat pizza. But. Well, I
1: hope Chicago is one of those cities. Um, so anyway, after after that, we'll recap what we were watching for in week five and do some quick hits on week six and then to wrap up the show we're going to do something a little bit different play a little uh you're the fantasy owner and try and convince the other host to take a trade uh based on some on anonymity i don't know, I think <laughs> yeah. i said that word we don't know who the player we're getting is but yeah. we know this uh we're going to pitch each other on that player. We'll, we'll explain a little bit more later but Why don't we uh, get into our kickoff question. And And this game is underway. You know, last week we were talking about selling players and, you know, do you want to get rid of them? As a buyer, who else should we be looking for right now?
0: Yeah, um, why don't you go first, Sam, while I think about (laughs) who I would want to buy low. The reason I thought about this is because I've seen a couple trades go down in my leagues and people are like buying low and, and winning on players left and right like if you got Adam Thielen in a trade last week that was you know a pretty big deal for you it was Sam and our league of record bought Robert Woods from someone and I think won that trade or was it do you give Matt Breida for that, or is that <laughs> yeah um, so <laughs> Matt Breida's is going off right now so <laughs> maybe it was an even trade but I we digress um I need to think about some players and, and what happened
1: this past week while we're going through this. <laughs> okay, great preparation. Yeah, um, I'm prepared so, for everything else except this. There are there are a couple guys that I have in mind. One of which is Melvin Gordon. I think he, you know, he didn't get quite the passing work. Eckler had 15 receptions this past week, but they clearly want to use Melvin Gordon, and they want. I assume they want to use him a lot because they're just going to probably run him into the ground with his contract ending this year. I think Leonard Fournette, I mean, you're not buying super low, but I'm buying him regardless because he's only got one touchdown on the season so far, which if you look at like the yards per touchdown statistics, like he should have more touchdowns than he does. He's getting worked in on the receiving game and is again, one of the key parts of that offense and Gardner Minshew is moving the ball um as far as receivers I mean I think DeAndre Hopkins still remains a buy low if his bad week is seven catches for 88 yards like I I'll take that in a heartbeat um so yeah th- those are the guys that I'm looking at right now what about you yeah I I think
0: Miles Sanders is a potential buy low just because of the upside I'm I'm a little wary of it because at the same time I'm like well as much as the upside's there, it doesn't matter if Doug Pearson's just going to keep feeding Jordan Howard the ball when, like, the whole fantasy community wants those guys to flip. But if you've got a piece that you think you can just dump off and and get Miles Sanders as the lottery ticket still, I think that's a good option for you. Um, I mean, if you still believe in the Sean McVay offense, you could buy low on Jared Goff probably. There's a lot of other quarterbacks that are seeing a lot more success early on in the season – and I'm curious, just based on how the season's gone so far for Travis Kelsey, like, everyone knows he's the number one tight end, but yeah. do you think if it would be worth to sell, like, Will Disley plus a piece, an, another piece for Travis Kelsey? I mean, depending, on, there, depending on
1: what that piece is, for sure. Like, I would do that in a heartbeat. Um, I I think Kelsey, he's he certainly got the highest ceiling of all of them, and... Every other, I I don't think that many tight ends have that ceiling. And every other tight end has as much of a floor as he does, um, just with the nature of the position. Another player that I'm thinking of as a good buy low is Aaron Rodgers. I mean, that offense is quite a bit different. And I, I, I don't know if I'd consider him even a top five quarterback for the rest of the season. But he's had an extremely difficult schedule to start the season playing against the Bears and mm-hmm. the Vikings, um, you know, didn't throw a touchdown pass at all this past week just because Aaron Jones freaking went off, but one other name I want to bring up is Stefan Diggs, and the reason I want to bring him up is because I'm not buying him, because this, yeah. is, it, this is one, and, and I think will be part of the exercise we do later, but you strip away the name, and he... No, he would be dropped in nearly every yeah. league right now. You've got true. a player who's probably the second passing, op- maybe the third passing option behind Dalvin Cook and Adam Thielen on a team that runs the ball the majority of the time mm-hmm. with a quarterback that is a little bit iffy. So, I, I mean, you, you, he has the potential to break out and have those monster games, but. He had one of the best matchups this past week. And if if he doesn't get it done against Philly this week in week six, I I I would drop I I would consider dropping him. As crazy Mm -hmm. as that sounds, like unless someone else is gonna buy the name, then I'm definitely I, I I don't want any part
0: of him. Yeah. I think with the name value, it's hard to, you know, you're it you're gonna be hard pressed to actually get any. Travis Kelsey owner to sell him because he's actually ranked like third in tight end (laughs) so that was a bad buy low um but a better one if we're talking tight ends would probably be Zach Ertz he has not nearly you know had the same level of targets and receptions this season but he's been fairly consistent so the upside uh, in terms of volume is there better that could be a better option for a buy low tight end Um, as I think some people are trying to get him off of my hands.
1: (laughs) Um, All right, so why don't we do our DiGiorno players who were very low this week and so low that they did not deliver. All right, kick us off, Andrew. All right, so my guys are a pair of wide receivers that are my first and
0: second round draft picks in this league (laughs) league that I'm complaining about at the beginning. Quintoris Lopez, a.k.a. Julio Jones, had three receptions for 42 yards in what was supposed to be a shootout, and fucking Calvin Ridley and Mohamed Sanu got all of the receptions from Matt Ryan. Ridiculous. Not to mention Austin Hooper. Yeah, Hooper! Even more ridiculous, Mike Evans... Zero reception, zero yards, obviously, did on he three play, Did he retire? He had five inches on
1: Marshawn Lattimore. I love tall wide receivers, but that did not work this week. Fuck me. All right. Speci- uh, speaking of receivers, Will Fuller absolutely went off this week. Had his best yeah, game of delivered. his career. He delivered. You know who didn't deliver? The 90% of fantasy <laughs> owners that did not start him. Yes, we are here for the listeners, but come on guys you were you were you joined garner and <laughs> not starting will fuller and yeah, this was such a great. good matchup I, I, it's crazy that hopkins didn't do as much as well they were double we were teaming expecting. hopkins i think and
0: fuller just took complete advantage of that and you guys did not so you all suck and you need to pay more
1: attention to our advice All right, that uh, that got pretty hasty there, but uh, I was letting my hate for my own suckage come out <laughs> in, the, in that.
0: Yeah. Um, so uh,
1: why don't we? Nice. You know, we talked about you talked about Mike Evans. So why don't we talk about the first thing that uh, you were looking for in Week Five? And can Jameis continue this high octane offense on their long road stretch? Now, it, for Evans they couldn't, and for Howard they couldn't. But Chris Godwin is just Lightening yeah, yeah, keep year. tooting your horn <laughs> over there. It's it's fairly annoying,
0: but we shouldn't be kidding ourselves year in and year out that, oh, this year's going to be different for Jameis. He's going to be up and down, and you're going to have to take the good with the bad. People love him for his upside and all his 300-yard passing games, but I don't know if Bruce Arians is going to completely be able to fix this guy. And it, it could be like a Drew Brees of old situation where, like, you got really got to look at those
1: matchups. Yeah. I mean, this upcoming week they play Carolina in London, um, which is something we'll get to a little bit later. And then they have their bye. They play at Tennessee and at Seattle. So two not so great matchups. I yeah. mean, Tennessee defense is pretty good. The Seattle defense can be exploited. They don't they play Arizona in week 10, so that's the first one I'd probably be licking my lips confident in and then They do play Atlanta in Week 12, but unfortunately, their second matchup against Atlanta is Week 17, which is when Mm. most uh, seasons are over. So, I, I don't know. It's it's tough. Again, Mike Evans is one of those guys that like you strip the name and people probably wouldn't start him as much, Mm -hmm. Um, but because he's got the three touchdown explosiveness, yeah. You almost have to. Well, it's it's crazy how consistent his
0: stats are, just on a season by season basis. He's one of like a few guys that have had well over a thousand yards, like even over eleven hundred yards every year of his career. So it's it's hard to you know get away from him. But you're really not. He's another one of those boomer bust guys at this point, where you're not gonna like how he gets to those points. So let's move on to uh,
1: what you were (laughs) looking at. Yeah, and that was if the Ravens could offense could get back on track to being one of the best in the league Lamar just looked sloppy three interceptions was not good it was his first game as a starter under 15 fantasy points which again sort of speaks to his floor he had 11 this week which the rushing certainly helps offset the interceptions but the injuries to Hollywood Brown and Mark Andrews who fortunately both returned um, those didn't help Mark Ingram was okay he didn't hurt or help you, but you would have thought that against the Steelers secondary that hasn't played as well, uh, they'd be able to put up a little bit more of a fight. I think a lot of that might come from the, just the Steelers pass
0: rush, as that is one yeah. bright spot on their team. So uh, if, if, you know, once Lamar has to start trying to be an escape artist, then he becomes a little more careless with the ball. He had a lot of fumbles last season doing that, and it looks like shades of that are are coming back, so as long as the line can you know help them and uh, they have some you know better matchups as well, I think he can get right.
1: Yeah, they play Cincinnati this week, which hopefully yeah. is that, <laughs> that get right game, uh, and then Seattle before their bye. So I'm not scared by either of those. I think he can you know perform well. They play New England coming off the bye. I, I actually shared a stat with you um, earlier this week about how. Teams coming off their bye, even home teams, uh, did not play as well as conventional wisdom would expect. So, uh, even with that extra week of preparation ahead of New England, i I might be, be a I might consider sitting him just because of how well that defense is played. But um, Cincinnati, Houston, after that is not that scary. So let's talk about a couple other quarterbacks that have some
0: running ability much like Lamar. And those are guys that I was um, hoping would nut up or shut up this week. <laughs> great great phrase there. Uh one was Deshaun Watson versus the Falcons which more than delivered. He he oh, took yeah. the Domino's like free pizza policy and he came <laughs> and brought you like five free pizzas he, he was he one didn't of... deliver last week, he made up for it this week.
1: Yeah, we talked about obviously with note players that didn't deliver. This was the first week that there were Five players that scored over 40 PPR fantasy points in a given week, which is... Like ever? I think so. Yeah, good God. So That's
0: crazy. He
1: is always just chasing
0: Patrick Mahomes for the throne of the best quarterback in the league. I think his talent is there. And it's just, as long as the line continues to play well, I think he's going to continue to be great. And then the other guy which I liked what I saw was Kyler Murray at the Bengals. Uh, because the Bengals is a are a pretty hapless team. Uh, Murray was able to run a lot. He had over 90 rushing yards and a touchdown, and that really helped his floor, um, throwing like, along with his passing. And I think Kyler Murray right now is almost you know, what we expected or what the middle ground of Lamar Jackson would be in a given, or what we expected going into the season. His points, I think, are like, oh, well, here's the floor of what you know, Lamar Jackson can do. Kyler Murray's doing that on a week-to-week basis. He's one of three guys that is scoring 16 points or has scored over 16 points every week amongst quarterbacks. Uh, And I guess that's a good segue into the other thing that we were watching, which those other two quarterbacks are
1: Patrick Mahomes and Garner Minshew. Now, you know, Garner Minshew, (laughs) he got over 16 points this week, didn't he? That is the second week in a row that I beat you. I beat you in our league of record last week. And then I beat you with little Garner magic, Minshew magic this yeah. week, scoring over 16 points. So I thought it was pretty crazy.
0: Beer, I do owe you a beer. I think that it's pretty crazy. He nearly threw for 400 yards passing in this game against a Panthers defense that's been pretty good against the pass. Obviously, DJ Chark went off in this game. So I think if if you think you can grab him off of someone who's trying to sell high when actually he's a legit wide receiver for the for Minshew. Um, maybe you can pull the wool over an owner's eyes, but uh, yeah, he's he continues to be great. He is worth picking up and starting if you just need a consistent option and you're worried about your
1: quarterback. Yeah, before I get to my last, but uh, excuse me, my last item, I'll talk about again. They wanted the Cardinals offense to explode against this Bengals defense, <laughs> and it, it took them some time. I mean, again, Kyle, Kyler was the best. Part of this Cardinals offense Um, David Johnson, I believe Left with a back injury That is going to be monitored this week But Kyler Murray is quietly having a great season Despite the lack of I mean, he's still Rushing quite a bit um, Relative to other fantasy quarterbacks Not nearly as much, I don't think As people would have expected I think he's on pace for About 650 yards Rushing or so Um, but he's top ten in fantasy points despite a two percent touchdown rate on the year. Whoa. Like if if that That's goes crazy. up to four and a half percent, which is typically the league average, yeah. like he's gonna be he could be a monster. Mm-hmm. Um, like you mentioned, he's got sixteen plus fantasy points in each game so far, and and the rushing certainly helps that. So I I'd be again willing to try and buy Kyler mm-hmm. right now, even though you might be playing a little bit more than. You know what what you would have um, a couple weeks ago and typically you know we don't suggest trading for or trading quarterbacks in general but uh, again he's one of those that could end up being a league winner if you're getting him for uh, a flex level player so the last thing I was looking at is just what happens with Melvin Gordon in his first game back he got a decent amount of work as I said before but No production whatsoever. Eckler had 15 getters, which I think is still insane. I think it'll be interesting as the weeks go on to see if Eckler sort of maintains that pass catching role within the offense, and and Gordon is the primary rusher. But uh, why don't we dive real quick into what we're looking for in week six? We're switching it up a little bit this week just to have a little bit more consistency we're each going to point out a matchup a player and a shootout that we're looking for so what matchup are you looking for this week
0: yeah so the biggest one I'm looking at you know we talked about Minshew mania and he's had these 16 points every week but I think what's more interesting for that team is Jalen Ramsey and every Minshew's like he's not a distraction like it's he's great for that team but we're at, on the other side of the ball Jalen Ramsey is missing games and he could be a huge like shutdown corner force on this defense an x-factor that could take this team to the next level and he's had some back issues I don't know how serious they are but is he going to be healthy and then play in the Saints game now that you know, I feel like if I was Jalen Ramsey, I'd be like, "Hey, this Garner Minshew guy's pretty, pretty weird and, and pretty fun to play along with." So or play alongside. I want to see how if he plays and goes up against Michael Thomas. He says that you know you can't guard Mike, but I think that's going to be a huge matchup, especially for Teddy Bridgewater, who threw four touchdowns last week. But can he do that against uh, a Saxonville defense that can pop up at any time?
1: Yeah, um, the matchup I'm looking for is. Christian McCaffrey versus this Bucks defense, which is in London. Um, this they, they shut him down last time when they played on Thursday night a couple weeks ago. That was McCaffrey's only down game, and the Bucks' def- run defense is absolutely legit. They shut down Alvin Kamara in the rushing game this past week. Um, you know that the last game on Thursday night was with Cam Newton at quarterback. Yeah. So we'll see. If that potentially changes anything, because Kyle Allen has, despite a ton of fumbles this past, past couple weeks, um, has shown to be capable and be able to move the ball and I was gonna get say, Christian McCaffrey the ball. Do you think um, he'll throw for like three
0: plus touchdowns like he did in his first He start? certainly
1: could. I, I think Curtis Samuel and DJ Moore could have some monster games this Hope week. I so. <laughs> um, Because I think the Bucs, obviously, Teddy Bridgewater throwing for four touchdowns, yeah. the Bucs secondary is the way to exploit this team. So hopefully Riverboat Ron has um, some tricks up his sleeve. But again, it's McCaffrey versus Bucks D. Yeah. And can they even slow him down? Mm-hmm. So speaking of matchups,
0: we think there's a lot of you know juicy matchups afoot in the shootouts. And the shootout that I want to focus on is Texans-Chiefs. Uh, the Chiefs need a bounce-back game in the worst way after kind of puking on themselves <laughs> last night. Uh, and it's not the juiciest of matchups with the Texans' defense. Like, they're, they're decently tough. You know, they got J.J. Watt. But I think this game is just going to be a track meet with how high-octane these offenses can be. Again, it's Deshaun Watson trying to come for the throne of Patrick Mahomes as the MVP. And if Tyreek Hill is healthy in this game, the Chiefs are going to be even more you know ready to, to score at will... And I think it's going to be one of those games where it's a complete track meet and whoever has the ball last could end up being the the team that wins. So I think Hopkins should be able to get right in this game since he did it last week uh, be, just because the Chiefs defense can't repeat what the Falcons did and let Will Fuller go one-on-one. Uh, yeah,
1: I, I really hope this Mahomes injury isn't that bad and he's back to full strength uh, next, this upcoming week because having him in the league makes football so much more fun it's Mm -hmm. it's crazy that this is a a noon game like this should be a flex 325 (laughs) game or a sunday game with romo and nance calling it like this should be an awesome game but you could see with his lack of mobility on sunday night he just wasn't the same player but uh this should be a great game as well as for fantasy football purposes hopefully the falcons and Cardinals. Game, which is what I'm looking forward to. Dirty birds. Um, The Falcons' defense is a heaping pile of hot trash. Like, it is (laughs) absolutely terrible for Dan Quinn, this defensive guy that came from the Legion of Boom. Like, it's so bad. The Cardinals' defense isn't much better. Like, they shut Andy Dalton down for a half, but then in the second half, he went off. Um, Mix those two things with some high powered offenses, and you get some fantasy goodness. I, I think all of these players could be worth starting. Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, Muhammad Sanu even. Yeah. Um, Austin Hooper. And then on the Cardinals side, Murray, David Johnson, assuming he's healthy. And if he's not, um, Chase, Chase Edmonds would be a great fill-in. And Larry Fitzgerald, Christian Kirk, if he's healthy. Um, but yeah, this I, I think there's going to be a lot of fantasy sweetness in this game. <laughs>
0: Alright, so the last thing we're doing, as Sam mentioned, is players that we're watching uh, and their like specific fantasy performances in unique situations. And as you mentioned before, Melvin Gordon's back. He's had this one game where he's shaking the rust off a bit now. And I think because of that, a player to watch is Austin Eckler in prim- prime time against the Steelers. Now, Steelers might have a pretty good pass rush. They're, they're probably going to give this Chargers line fits uh, with Philip Rivers not being the most mobile guy. So how many times is he going to you know dump the ball off to Austin Eckler? Because this last week, I think Eckler's game or his fantasy finish was really saved by how many receptions he had uh, as he only had like three carries for two yards or yeah. something like that. So I think it's going to be interesting to see how they keep this
1: split in... Los Angeles, yeah, not San Diego. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've uh, almost made that slip up a couple times. the The player, it's actually players. I'm I'm looking for are the Vikings receivers, and I, I mentioned earlier this is the last chance that I'm giving Diggs to have a good game against this Eagles secondary. It's it sets up well for them to have a good game because the Eagles run defense is so good that they have a potential to bottleneck Dalvin Cook in that running game. It may force Stefanski and Zimmer to actually pass the ball and take advantage of a secondary that's so bad. So one, does, again, Thielen continue on this short, hot streak that he's got? Or can Diggs actually make anything of his season? If not, I'm, I'm cutting bait. I was thinking about this last week. Would you hold Stefan Diggs with
0: the idea that Minnesota is still shopping him for a trade. Nor no. would you or would you buy low and then stash no. because you're selling him, you're selling DD Westbrook or something for Stephon Diggs, hoping that he gets traded to the Patriots because the Patriots always end up getting these super talented players that aren't performing statist- like statistically to what their talent is, and the ru- the rumors have been swirling. So I figured I'd just throw it out there the same way I threw Will Disley out there as a flyer.
1: Uh, yeah a while back (laughs) I'm I'm probably not like I I'm I think you'll probably I don't know he might be one of those landmine players where you you drop him and someone else goes and picks him up and tries to start him because they think he is suddenly going to be great and doesn't do it like if I could trade someone like I don't know Jarvis Landry for Stefan Diggs maybe I do consider doing that or like uh, a really deep run, running back. If yeah. I'm, you know, set at running back, but I, I'm not. I'm certainly not trading him, thinking that he's going to be a starter in my lineup. Oh, right. Yeah, holding out hope for, but for certain. I, I'm not banking on there being a trade. Like there are rumors floated all over the place. Like I, I don't want to do it. So, talking about trades, why don't we get into our new segment? You're the owner. And try and convince each other of some trades. Do you want to go first or do you want me to start? Um,
0: I'll let you go first to set the bar just to make yourself look really good. Because <laughs> I probably <laughs> don't have as much going on here, but I'll try to uh pay attention. Okay,
1: so I am trading for a for DeAndre Hopkins. Someone okay. who I suggest it is a buy low, someone who is very close in your fantasy heart. So, giving myself <laughs> a little bit of a challenge here because I know it'll take quite a bit for you to pull, yeah. uh, give him away. But it's a one for one trade. I'm trading you a wide receiver, and also. So, you know, it, it might not be the best trade, but consider some of the things that uh, I throw at you. This receiver is averaging 8 targets per game compared to Hopkins' 9 targets per game. So, a 1 target difference. He's currently a top 12 wide receiver in half PPR entering tonight. So, Monday Night Football excluding. He's a top 12 wide receiver. Hopkins is outside the top 25. Now, Mm. again, that doesn't speak to his talent, but something to consider. This guy is coming off his best game of the year, but... Hopkins hasn't scored a touchdown or eclipsed 100 receiving yards since week one. Are you taking the trade? So, all, so just for
0: the record, all I know about this other guy is that he has eight targets a game.
1: Eight targets a game. He's a top 12 wide receiver. Yeah, a top in 12 half, wide receiver in half PPR. He's coming off his best game of the year, so it it might be a sell high opportunity. But again, he, he's playing better than DeAndre Hopkins, so. Mm. What do you think? I think I'm going to decline
0: because it's DeAndre Hopkins.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Why not? Like, what else uh, could I tell you that he... What's his... He, I, I'm he always leave, a sucker for a schedule. Can he, you tell me what his schedule is? He, I won't try to the, think about he what... He leaves the team, his team, in receiving yards and receiving touchdowns. So there's that too. Like, Hopkins, obviously, I don't think he is anymore... Um let me pull up this player's schedule real quick. So You
0: don't have to tell me when they play these games, just some yeah, of the teams so some on of the, the list. upcoming matchups. Maybe are, the non-divisional games. <laughs> some of the
1: upcoming matchups are Indy, who doesn't have a great secondary, Oakland, uh Baltimore, who just you know didn't have a doesn't have a great secondary. They he plays Tampa Bay secondary in the championship week. They play. He plays Denver in Week 14. Who hasn't had a great pass defense? So, are you making? Is that going to convince you even more? I mean, that
0: helps a little bit, but um, I'm still going to hold because I think we, you know, we as a podcast are more likely to hold on guys that have such high talent, and, and we know that they can, you know, get right in a given week. And it's not like Deshaun. Deshaun Watson showed just last week that he can throw for. 400 yards five touchdowns and it's kind of crazy that Hopkins didn't get in on that but I think that that will course correct throughout the season so I'm staying you're staying you're done that's a shame (laughs) any guesses as to who I was trying to sell um no out of interest for my own players that I might be selling I, I will not say do you have a guess Garner I
1: know who it is. Who is it? It's Will Fuller. It is Will Fuller. (laughs) (laughs) I was trying to trade you, Will Fuller, for DeAndre Hopkins. Wow. I almost got you to bite there. Dang. Um, It's crazy. I mean, coming off obviously his best game of the year, he went from, I believe, wide receiver 66 to a top 10 wide receiver, like, just past. DeAndre Hopkins yeah. in one game, it, it was absolutely crazy. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. when you
0: say, like, oh, he just had his best game, I'm like, well, that I don't know anything about those other four games. So
1: that, <laughs> I, that was a pretty good one. I had to try and uh, pull a fast one on you there. So, uh, I mean, in-
0: Watson's efficiency with Will Fuller <laughs>
1: is insane. If you account
0: for, like, you know, all those past games they've played together and, and Watson in this game, like, that, I can't imagine what their efficiency is now on targets from Watson to Fuller. But it, it has to regress. It just <laughs> has to regress. It'll be crazy if it, if it doesn't. But I'll move on. And I have a wide receiver for wide receiver offer for you. And that is, some the person I'm trying to buy from you is Adam Thielen. Mm, um, we talked about these okay. Vikings wide receivers. I'm a, I'm a little interested after, you know, Kirk Cousins apologized to Thielen <laughs> on his podcast and it seems like he's, you know, get, getting them the ball a, a little bit more. So the guy I'm offering is a wide receiver who is also averaging just under eight targets a game, and he is the number one receiving option on his team.
1: Receiving option based on the depth or chart. Or he's the
0: number one like uh, wide receiver. He's the alpha wide receiver on this okay. team. Okay. Um, his yards per reception so far this season is thirteen and a half, and his yards per target is nine. It's about the, you know, I guess that's what you would expect going <laughs> from, going from one to another. But I believe that's above average in terms of yards per target. Catch rate sixty, just under sixty nine percent, and he's on pace for just under a thousand yards at this point. I think he's good. He's going to go over a thousand yards for certain, and that's all I've got in terms of like his uh, his statistics. But he's been pretty consistent week to week, um, outside of, uh, one game, but, you know, Adam Thielen had just had his biggest game. And before that, they were really a team that's running the ball a lot and Kirk Cousins past attempts have not been that high. Uh, so uh, I'm curious to see what your thoughts are. Are you going to hold on Thielen or, um, is this other player just not enticing enough?
1: (laughs) Yeah, uh, again, I th- I think oh. Dylan is the one guy who I would consider holding on to because he's had some diff- decent games so far this year as opposed to Stefan Diggs, who hasn't done anything. Like you might as well call him Stefan Diggs because he's just stuffing the box score full of nothing. <laughs>
0: okay. <laughs> With zeros? <laughs> okay. Um,
1: I'll take you up on it. Let's make this a little fun. I. I, I don't, I, 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 okay. So I, this is a, fuck it, let's do this straight. Well, I mean, it's part of me also, again, to your point, doesn't totally believe in the Vikings passing offense going down the road. I think Kirk Cousins is mediocre at best. Adam Thielen is, yes, he's the number one target, but based on this guy that you're selling me, so is this other player. I, I'm probably getting fleeced here, which is <laughs> likely the, the the point of this uh, this exercise, but who, who am I getting in return? So
0: a quick thing I'll mention is uh, what we've noticed in our league is that a lot of times the trades that we get to go through are when we get the other person to say, fuck it, I'll do it. And so <laughs> if you can, can create just enough of a convincing argument to get them to say, fuck it, I'll do it, then maybe you're getting a player that you want that is going to succeed in the future. And you, sir, just traded me Adam Thielen for DJ Moore of the Panthers. So he's had an interesting season so far, and I—he's on my team in our league, so I'm <laughs> not, that's not why I involved him. But he had—you know—once Cam Newton, when Cam Newton was on the field, he had ten targets and fourteen targets, and then with Kyle Allen. He had two targets, five targets, eight targets. So it's slowly gone up each week, and the one game he had two targets, he had a touchdown. <laughs> and he is he is on pace for a 1,000 yards in a season, but I'm just curious, like, it seems like all over the place just because McCaffrey's
1: taking stuff away from him. Yeah, I, I don't hate the trade <coughs> hearing, hearing that name. Again, I think feeling is would obviously be higher in my sort of rest of season rankings but i i don't hate dj Moore right now i think when captain newton gets back he was again like you said hyper targeting dj Moore and will continue to hopefully get some more deep shots as well so i don't hate the trade do i love it would i do it in a normal league no um but i don't hate what i ended up with so sure given, what, given the circumstances yeah <laughs> given the circumstances um So with my second one, I'm gonna make this challenging for myself again. I wanted to, you know, (laughs) uh, stir the pot a little bit. But his teammate you just mentioned, I want Christian McCaffrey. I want Uh. this guy (laughs) that is the best player in the league right now. A fantasy football cheat code, but he, I'm. It's a two for one. So I'm giving you two players: a running back and a wide receiver. So. Give you a guy, already in this hopefully, <laughs> who can replace McCaffrey's value as a running back and give you a solid piece. So the running back is currently tied for third in rushing touchdowns with only one fewer rushing touchdown than Christian McCaffrey. He's a top 15 mm. running back in half PPR leagues, and he's had at least 12 touches in every game this season. So it's not the 37 ungodly touches <laughs> that that McCaffrey has, but still some decent work on a team where he is the number one running back, and that has shown, especially the past several years. Now, the receiver I wanna pair him with is a top 12 wide receiver. He's had at least four catches in every game so far this season, and in three of five games, he's had at least 75 yards, excuse me. He's averaging seven and a half targets a game, and he has a top 12 strength of schedule against you know, with against opposing defenses for receivers mm-hmm. throughout the rest of the season. So again, a top twelve wide receiver and a top fifteen running back for McCaffrey. How bad are my wide receivers right now? Let Let's say you got uh, <laughs> Adam Adam Thielen, Thielen and, and, and Stephon Diggs. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, gosh, I have Adam Thielen and Stephon Diggs are my top two wide receivers. I think if that are, is the case, then I would
1: have to say fuck it and go for it, because well, I need well, this top 12 receiver. Why don't I add a third player to this? Another ooh, wide receiver. Ooh. Another wide receiver who is also, again, on pace for, I believe, over 1,000 yards. Let me double-check this math here. Beep, boop, boop, boop. That's their calculator. Analysis. He might he might be on pace for just under 1,000. But any case, he... Is also averaging about eight yard, or excuse me, eight targets a game, is leading his team in touchdowns and receiving yards. Are you taking that? I mean, if you're going to throw in a players. third player, when I was
0: already like, you expected me to say no because it's McCaffrey and then add in the third player. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, but uh, I
1: said, I almost said, yes, fuck it anyway. Um, gosh, now, but it, I know it. I it, mean, you got to keep in mind too that you'd have to drop two players.
0: Well, if my best receivers are Thielen and Diggs, then I might drop Diggs, <laughs> or I <laughs> drop my, my two receivers that are worse than those two, and I, I'm i getting, sorry, I'm getting two wide receivers and a running back. Out. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll do that, because it sounds like it'll be a slight downgrade at running back. I mean... Once I hear the name, everyone's a slight downgrade from right, Christian McCaffrey. McCaffrey. Like, but it's it's gonna end up being a bigger downgrade once I hear the name. I, I guarantee
1: it. So give me give me the names. I'll let you win this one. So uh, the running back is Todd Gurley. Okay, so not terrible. That's not the bad. The first wide Good receiver name. was DJ Chark. Oh, Again, a top twelve okay. wide receiver. So I'd take Chark over Stephon Diggs. Oh yeah! Rest of season in a heartbeat. Garner Minshew's favorite. The third player I added, um, who is leading his team in receiving yards and receiving touchdowns, uh, to put you over the edge at eight targets a game, was Will Fuller. So <laughs> you got him. Woo! <laughs> I was about to say, wait—is it Will Fuller? <laughs> um, yeah. I mean,
0: gosh, in some whole, so gr- in some work leagues, he might Char- be able to. Gurley and Chark for McCaffrey. Gurley, um, Chark, and Fuller for McCaffrey, though. Yeah. Like, I think in, I think most people would be like, no way, I'm selling McCaffrey. You Just got me like 40 points multiple times, but if you found someone who had McCaffrey in really bad receiver situation in a like, a family league or a work like a bad work league, and you and this week you offered that trade, I feel like some people would do it. Yeah. they're like Todd Gurley, he's gonna come back. Like, yeah, you never know.
1: All it's right, a pretty crazy. One. Why
0: don't you hit me with your last trade offer? Okay. Card? Um, I'm gonna have to do some calculations here as well, um, but let, let's make this interesting because I was gonna go for Deshaun Watson, but we've been like talking about the Texans a lot <laughs> on this episode. So I'm gonna shoot for the moon here, and I want Patrick Mahomes. Okay. This is a week where he had a bad performance. He's hobbling on that ankle, but I still think he could get to 50 touchdowns. So I want to sell you a quarterback in a one-for-one scenario. Interesting. And he's been doing pretty well this season already, but the numbers that have gotten him to that success are even more insane. So just doing a little math here, um, I'm going to double-check this. He is on pace for 710 pass attempts on the season. Wow. And that also puts him on pace for... 3-1-2-5 Three, one, two, five is the what I divide by. Five thousand two hundred ninety-six yards. So he's a five thousand-yard passer. He's got three serviceable wide receivers on his team, as well as a top-five tight end, which really narrows down the potential people it could be. But uh, without overthinking that, he's got a lot of weapons on his offense. He's slinging it like crazy, and I think that you know that could get his numbers to. Slightly below what Patrick Mahomes can do, so without thinking about who it is too much, uh, who or would you take this trade?
1: But you can say who I, you think it
0: is at the same at the same time.
1: I probably that's tough. It part of it would depend on knowing the status of Tyreek Hill because I do think that makes a huge difference in Mahomes' value rest of season. Mm-hmm. Whether that puts him at. The 1A to Watson's 1B, or puts him as the 1 to Watson's 2. If that makes sense. So, yeah, yeah. Like how much of a gap does that really give him? Because after you know these, obviously these past two games, Mahomes went without throwing touchdown, or I don't know, he threw a touchdown this past week. So, excuse me, but um, I, he in any given week he still has the ceiling to. Be the top guy. He's, I think, he's on pace for five thousand yards. The guy who I think you're selling to me is Matt Ryan. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's Matt Ryan. I, I so. think you tried to th- throw me off a little bit with the top five tight end, um, but I know that's Austin Hooper, and he's got Calvin Ridley, yeah. Julio Jones, and Mohamed Sanu. It, again, I, I think Matt Ryan again is going to be underrated for the rest of the season because this pass defense, just like last year is terrible. They're going to have to pass the ball a ton. Devontae Freeman hasn't done anything or is doing anything in the running game and he's got all these weapons. Yeah, so he can spread it around. Defenses, it's tough to stop. The offensive line is certainly a concern on on the Falcons, mm-hmm. but he I think he's in the top 5 wide or excuse me, quarterbacks for the rest of season. Yeah. But straight up I'm, I'm still keeping Mahomes because yeah. I think he has I mean, the highest. Again, season. I
0: think most people would in that scenario. My original thought was to go uh, Matt Ryan for Deshaun Watson, as I mentioned. but And I think that could be a little bit closer if Watson has some games where he's getting sacked a bunch.
1: Um, but damn, 710 pass attempts. That's, that's nuts. The vol- volume I hope is I did king. the math right on that. <laughs> <laughs> volume is king. So... Um, Hopefully, that was a fun exercise for you and and you, the listeners, as well. But uh, for Andrew Mackins and at Garner on Twitter, uh, I'm your host, at Sam Hoppin. You can follow us at PodAfterTD as well. Uh, The kick kick is good. Captain Wright only wants to keep some people off the line of scrimmage. Brenner... Pettis trying to get some push. Brenner's gonna get it there, no doubt about it. What's gonna happen now? That is caught for a touchdown. I don't believe it. Four guys back there, they couldn't stop the play. I don't know who caught it. Oh, it's gonna be Justin Davis. What a walk-off win for Ashland. Mm-hmm.